Welcome to There She Rose podcast. This is your host, Jamie C., mama, CEO, and founder of The Rising Wolf Coaching, seven-figure business owner, and the creator of the Wealth Expansion System. Myself and my team help freedom-seeking fempreneurs reach effortless high-cash months without the hustle. Join us for conversations on money manifesting, business growth, passive revenue, and coming home to your birthright of being wildly wealthy. Hello, my friend, and welcome to Their Shiro's Podcast. This is your host, Jamie C., and I'm so happy that you are here for another episode. Uh, Today's going to be a little bit different. So I'm actually going to be reading um, some excerpts from one of my favorite books, 101 Essays That Will Change the Way You Think by Brianna Weist. It's one of my favorite books. I recommend it to all my clients. I actually ship it out to them in a beautiful welcome box uh, because it's a beautiful representation of changing the way you think, understanding yourself more deeply. And I think the moment you read something and it lands in your heart and it changes the way that you think and changes the way that you see yourself or the way that you see a specific situation, it allows you to soften a bit. It allows you to open your heart. It allows you to be able to see things in a brand new way. So I'm going to read um, some of my favorite excerpts from this. So here we go. Uh, Brianna talks a lot about the unconscious mind and one of my favorite topics, what I educate on. Uh, So we're going to be reading a little bit about the subconscious behaviors that are keeping you from having the life that you want. Um, So number one, you believe that creating your best life is a matter of deciding what you want and then going after it. But in reality, You are psychologically incapable of being able to predict what makes you happy. Your brain can only perceive what it's known. So when you choose what you want for the future, you're actually just recreating a solution or an ideal from the past. When you think things don't work out the way that you want them to, you think you failed or only because you didn't recreate something you perceived as desirable. In reality, you likely created something better, but foreign and your brain misinterpreted it as bad because of that. Moral of the story is living in the moment isn't a lofty ideal reserved for the Zen or enlightened. It's the only way to live a life that isn't infiltrated with illusions. It's the only way that, it's the only way your brain can actually comprehend what's happening. And I think that this, this excerpt is so profound because it really truly is the case that we think that we're going to take action towards our life because it's going to make us happier, but our brain doesn't quite understand that. And the only way to be able to sink into what truly makes us happy is recognizing what is, what is happening in my current life that I'm, I'm not experiencing joy with. And while I'm in the present moment, when I can sink into that awareness, you're actually sinking into a completely different state of your body, a different state of your brain. And you're actually realizing that you are safe and that there's safety in your body, there's safety in this moment. And I think that's really, really beautiful. And I love how she worded all of that. I love that. I think the most favorite part, my favorite part of that is that your brain can only perceive what it's known. So what? So when you choose what you want for the future, you're actually just recreating a solution or an ideal of the past. Ah, I love that so much. Okay, so the next one that I wanted to read um, is 
Oh yeah, this one was so good. I love this one. You extrapolate the present moment because you believe that success is somewhere you arrive, quote unquote, arrive. So you are just constantly trying to take a snapshot of your life and see if you can be happy yet. You convince yourself that any given moment is representative of your life as a whole because we're wired to believe that success is somewhere we get to. When goals are accomplished and things are completed, we're constantly measuring our present moments by how quote unquote finished they are, how good the story sounds, how someone else can judge the elevator speech. We find ourselves thinking, is this all there is? Because we forget that everything is transitory and no one single instance can summarize the whole. There is nowhere to arrive. The only thing you're rushing towards is death. Accomplishing goals is not success. How much you expand in the process is. I want you to remember that last sentence. This is something I talk about with my clients. And honestly, on this podcast, you've probably heard me say it a million times before. It's, it's not about getting to the de destination. It's about who you become in the process. It's about who you become in the process and how Brianna says it is how much you expand in the process, how much you let go, how much you let in. It's profound. It really is. It's allowing you just this permission to be permission to not race to the goal, right? Because I don't believe in hustle culture. I believe that the present moment and being in alignment is how you create the most success. And that success is the present moment. It's the process. It's the journey. It's what you learn from. Oh, so good. Okay. Uh, I was actually, I was in bed and I was reading this part to my husband last night and I, I'm always trying to let my husband in on what I'm doing and what I'm learning and what I'm growing with. And, you know, and he's, he's on his own journey as well, which I think is just, it's been so helpful to our partnership. It's been really beautiful. Um, and I read this and I asked him, I was like, okay, so does this feel like something representative in your life? So I'm going to read this. So, and then I'm going to give the example. So you try to change other, you try to change other people, situations and things or you just complain or get upset about them when anger is actually self-recognition. Most negative emotional reactions are you identifying a disassociated part of yourself. Your shadow selves are the part of you that at some point you are conditioned to believe were not okay. So you suppress them and you have done everything in your power not to acknowledge them. You don't dislike these parts of yourself though. So when you see someone else displaying one of these traits, it's infuriating, not because you inherently dislike it, but because you have to fight your desire to fully integrate it into your whole consciousness. The things you love about others are the things you love about yourself. The things you hate about others are the things you cannot see in yourself. Oh! So, I read that last part to my husband and I, you know, the things that you love about others are the things you love about yourself. The things you hate about others are the things you cannot see in yourself. So it's really fascinating when we think about that concept, right? That our shadow selves, you know, that we've had suppressed parts of ourselves. So a perfect example of this is if you were a child who loved to dance and be loud and express themselves fully, but you were raised by parents who felt uncomfortable by your noise by your full self, 
you were probably told to be quiet, to quiet down, to suppress those parts of yourself. And at some point you accept it. You accept that to be loved, to be accepted, to be feeling safe, to be seen with eyes of love, I must be quiet. And then we continue to express ourselves fully that way, continuously in our lives. And then you see someone in your life who is expressing themselves fully with their full energy and their, you know, their volume is all the way up and they are fully accepting of it. And it enrages you. And that is because it's a part of yourself that you have suppressed or been told to suppress. And it's just an amazing opportunity for more information, right? We had this, we actually had this concept, we were talking about this concept on uh, a coaching call within our, uh, my high level program, High Vibe Money Mama. And we're talking about this, that what you see in others, what you have this, you know, little energy of, of jealousy that pops up or something that kind of twinges you or just makes your body react. It's really good information. It's data. It's something that this person is showing you that you desire to have in yourself, to show within yourself, to express fully in yourself and to instead see it as an opportunity to learn what lights you up to learn what you want to fully express, to learn what you want to experience more of. So keep that little tidbit. Um, but on the last thing that she says here is, the things you hate about others are the things that you cannot see in yourself. Um, so just to protect the privacy of, of my husband and, and the people in our lives, I'm gonna just give an example. Um, so let's just say that you were raised by a, you know, let's just say a mother figure in your life. And this mother figure is very judgy. She's, you know, just judges everyone else. And she's very cruel. And she's, you know, and, and you do not like that behavior in her, in her, it enrages you. And then if you look at that as an opportunity to understand yourself more deeply, it's self recognition, it's self understanding, self exploration within yourself, it enrages you. It's something that you cannot see within yourself, maybe because you are more understanding, you are more open and you wish that she was. So when you see that, just, I loved that last, because that was just a beautiful way of putting it, that the things that you hate about others are the things that you cannot see in yourselves. And also just understanding the difference between jealousy and anger, really important. Jealousy is, is something I secretly desire and anger is, is very much different. Very, very much different. Okay. You think that the past defines you and worse, you think that it is unchange an unchangeable reality when really your perception of it changes as you do. Oh, I love this so much. <clears throat> so she says, because experience is always multidimensional, there are a variety of memories, experiences, feelings, gists, you can choose to recall. And when you choose, and what you choose is indicative of your present state of mind. So many people get caught up in the lowering of past to define them or to haunt them simply because oh, they have not evolved to the place of seeing how the past did not prevent them from achieving the life that they want. It facilitated it. I have to read that one more time. That just like lit my whole body up. Um, 
so many people, I also read that wrong. I'm so sorry. So many people get caught up in the allowing the past to define them or haunt them simply because they have not evolved to a place of seeing the past, how the past did not prevent them from achieving the life they want. It facilitated it. So essentially she's saying that every experience that you have is facilitating the future that you want. If you choose to learn and grow from it, if you choose to perceive it with a different lens and perspective, that everything was kind of this, almost this book of chapters, right? Leading to the next, expounding on the story of self. Okay. This doesn't mean to disregard or gloss over painful or traumatic experiences but simply to be able to recall them with an acceptance and to be able to place them in the storyline of your personal evolution. So she uses the storyline. I use the kind of book reference. Oh, so good. All right. So I want to see if there's one more. Oh, okay. Here's the, here's the one that I wanted. You think that to change your beliefs, you have to adopt a new line of thinking rather than seek experiences that make the thinking self-evident. A belief is what you know to be true because experience has made it evident to you. If you want to change your life, change your beliefs. If you want to change your beliefs, go out and have experiences that make them real to you, not the opposite way around. Oh, I was laying in bed with my husband last night and I was just like, let me read the sentence to you again. If you want to change your beliefs, go out and have experiences that make them real to you. Go out and have experiences that make them real to you. Because the only way that the brain can, can actually identify a new experience or a way of being or a way of experiencing life is through consistent emotional connection and experience. And it is so powerful when we take inspired action and we stay consistent with it and we make routine out of that that routine is creating safety that routine is creating the ability to think in a more expansive way so the things that you desire think about the beliefs of the person who has those and create experiences that embody those beliefs. Let's, let's make an example. So an example could be you are trying to, maybe you have this desire to take your business online. Maybe you're doing one-on-one -on -one work with clients and you really have this draw to transform people's lives in online education, just hypothetical situation yet you're horrified of creating online content because you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to experience this. I don't know. This is unfamiliar. There's fear in there. Imposter syndrome comes up. And the important thing to remember here is that it's only because you haven't had the experiences yet. You haven't had the experiences consistently with emotional connection and being able to document your brain to document the experience and to understand it and learn from it. So it's this foreign concept that feels so big and scary. But I want you to think about the times that you've experienced things that you've never experienced before, then you did experience them and now they're nothing you fear anymore. 
could be driving a car, could be doing a client for the first time. It could be, I don't know. For me, it would be going to a spin class. I was always, I was always scared, but really drawn to it. And then I did it and now I'm like, I fucking love this. This is so fun. Um, so think about the person who has that desire or has that thing that they're already creating. So someone who's already creating content, what are they believing to be true? That content comes easy, that they know what they're talking about, that they believe in what they're doing. And how can you start believing in what you're doing is by actually creating some space for it, creating space for it, creating this idea of action taking in immersing yourself in the experience where you can light up emotionally, where your body can feel the experience. And what that does is it creates an opportunity of learning. And that learning becomes habit, it becomes this understanding of ritual and safety. And it's just taking that next step and understanding the tools to be able to do it. And also, if you are really craving something new in your life, there are millions of people who are doing it. Millions of people. And I know it can feel very isolating and it can feel very scary. It could feel like you're the only one who's going through that. But there's millions of people who are currently and actively doing it. And I know that there are communities of people, there's educators out there, there's coaches out there that want to teach you how. So that's my TED talk for today. So thank you for joining me on this episode. I did a little bit different today. I was feeling so inspired by reading this book again. Again, it's one of my favorites. Recommend it to all of my clients to read through while we're going through our program, uh, just because it'll expand you in ways that um, feel really good, feel really good. So this was 101 Essays That Will Change the Way You Think by Brianna Weist. And um, really, really excited because in a few short days this weekend, we're having the CEO Collective two-day workshop. Myself, Bridget, and Lindsay, human design expert and coach, and Bridget is our um, energetics coach who also specializes in nervous system regulation. And we're going to expand your wealth container in ways that uh, we're really, really excited to share with you. So. Thank you again for joining this episode of There She Rose podcast. And if you are looking to expand your knowledge further, looking to either work with me and my team, looking for more resources, everything is located in the show notes below. And um, also slide into my DMs. Let's become friends. Okay, let's connect. Uh, female entrepreneurship can feel very, very lonely, especially if you're a mom running a business. Uh, I always say it's like personal development on crack. <laughs> so just know that you're not alone and that we're all going through it together. Okay. So I'll see you in the next episode. Bye-bye for now.